Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, we are here with a club update, this time talking all things Crystal Palace, but specifically the fact that in the last 36 hours or so, Alan Pardew is out the door as manager of Crystal Palace. In comes former England manager, quote-unquote, Sam Allardyce. Uh, we have with us... Uh, Jay from TheEaglesBeak.com. Jay, I guess let's just start with kind of the feeling around this whole whirlwind that's taken place over such a short period of time. Yeah. Um, what day is it? I've, I've forgotten where I am now. Um, <laughs> it, it's been a crazy... It's just over 24 hours now since Pardew, uh, or the announcement of Pardew. And I was just saying, uh, you know, before the pod, that it, it we didn't really get any heads up on it that Pardew was, uh, uh, was leaving Palace. A statement came on the palace website just before 3 p.m uk time and then all hell broke loose on social media and everywhere and as i mentioned on my mobile as well it, it was crazy um and it's it, it's really bizarre because normally you tend to get a feeling of how things are going to work at clubs and you know it's sometimes if you tip off some you know the, the word of mouth goes around but this time nothing absolutely nothing and it's really bizarre because a lot of us thought well you know, United and Chelsea in in quick succession. You know, we lost narrowly to to both teams. Probably could have got something out of either of those two games, and we didn't play too badly, really. So a lot of us thought, well, ah, well we're going to Christmas with Pardew, and then um, and see what the Watford game brings on Boxing Day. But no, that's not the case. Thursday came and went as it did, and um, Pardew was out of the club. And there's obviously a plan because Thursday, right before Christmas, and that was four or five days after the Chelsea game. It seemed odd timing, but I think as we now find out that Sam Allardyce has been appointed, it seems that you know there's obviously work going on behind the scenes and to get somebody in. I think Steve Parrish actually said that the aim was to get somebody in before the Watford game, and obviously with Christmas coming up quite quickly, it wouldn't be much happening on on Christmas Day. So, um, so yeah, so goodbye to Pardew, Alan Pardew. Thanks for the memories. There were there were several good memories. I have to say, I have to be clear. It's not all been bad, um, as some people make out. Yeah, we got to the cup final last year. A good cup run. Not far off from winning the cup final for the first time in our history, to be fair. Um, but the form in 2016, as everybody knows and has seen on you know across social media and different sports websites, it's been absolutely atrocious. So it would be good to see the back of that form. <laughs> Um, and we've got a couple of games uh, until we see out the uh, see out this horrible year for Palace and uh, move into a new year with Sam Allardyce in charge. Yeah, as you say, it was not a fun year. What was that, like a month ago that you had that uh, stat that you hadn't kept a clean sheet since like April? Um, so that wasn't uh, yeah, particularly covering uh, himself in uh, glory. But on the other hand, yeah. your attack had been working very well. I think you have a like a top six or seven attack in the Premier League at the moment. Uh, how do you think that will shift under new Man Sam Allardyce? 
interesting one. There has been a lot said about the way Sam Allardyce sets out his teams and how they play football. But I think you do have to look back a little bit further to his days at Bolton when he brought the likes of JJ Kocher in and Yuri Djokov, both fantastic players in their own right. And that was a good, solid team, but they they were attacking and entertaining as well. JJ Kocher was one of the best midfielders, entertaining midfielders I've ever seen uh, play play the game of football in, the, in, in, in England here. And bold statement it may be, but I just remember seeing him and signing, thinking, you know, a Kocha to Bolton, really? Um, and that was Allardyce. He was there at the time. Um, obviously, you could argue that, you know, West Ham had their moments as well. You know, they played uh, very good football at times. But on the flip side, they could park the bus, as, as they did on a few occasions. And it's that latter bit that Palace have struggled to do. You know, before Alan Pardew was appointed, we had Tony Pulis. And that Tony Pulis system was work from the back and we had a very good defence and we worked from that and it wasn't great to watch. It wasn't good football to watch, admittedly, but it got us results and it got us to, you know, um, a top 10 finish, which was, you know, tremendous really from from our perspective and for a side of our club. And, you know, this is our fourth consecutive season in the Premier League. And I think the owners have looked at it and thought, you know, how much longer could we go in charge of Alan Pardew and losing games? And it's, it's you know, it's not games that we're getting soundly beaten in it's it's silly mistakes it's lack of concentration it's a lot of injuries there's so many kind of finger pointing to different different things it's not just one thing it's several things and it, it i find it bizarre that you know everyone's saying alan pardew was sacked and behind the scenes it probably was a case well you know i said to Pardew, you were you know you, you are a one of the club favorites you know former player things like that and the statement came out online which is all in all all kind of put in in, in the text of Alan Pardew rather than the club saying, oh, we've, we've, we've sacked our manager or we've hired company, whichever. It was all from Alan Pardew and put in that kind of text. So um, that was interesting uh, alone. I, personally, I'd like to thank Alan Pardew. I, I really wanted it to work, but, you know, it didn't. It hasn't worked. You know, we played some good football at times, but I think Steve Parrish um, is probably on the right track where he says, uh, you know, we tried the expansive football thing and it was didn't really work. It hasn't really worked for us. Just look at in the table now, and you know, he, he said that about stepping back in time a little bit um, in, in in not so many words. And I think that's right to to expect uh, to a, a extent. But I think Sam Allardyce is perhaps um, can I say a bigger character than Pardew? I know Pardew is a big character, but. I think Allardyce is a presence, and I think he, the players will feel that. And I, I think Keith Millen alluded to it earlier, and you know the assistant at Palace that you know he he will come in and sort the players out. And you know there has been suggestions that some of the players uh, perhaps haven't been pulling their own weight, um, putting in the performances that perhaps they should be, and not playing for the manager. Um, so hopefully Sam Allardyce will sort a few of those out, and 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 will do what he needs to do. Um, like he did at Sunderland last year. You know, it, it, some people think it's probably a short-term solution. But, you know, we're in 17th place in the Premier League. We can't get relegated. It will be a travesty for the club to get relegated. And Parrish knows that, both from a footballing and business perspective. And, and obviously, ultimately, football is a business now, and that's how decisions are made. So you can see why decisions have been made. Probably, um, you know, about time. Could have been done a bit sooner, perhaps. But, yeah, I think it's the right appointment and the right time for us. You mentioned Steve Parrish there a few times. Do you think he's made the right decision and is there any accountability on him? Um, it's a difficult one. Um, I think it, he could have... I mean, 
the ultimate decision lied with him and obviously with the backing of the American investors. The decision probably could have made, been made sooner because you don't get relegated from the Premier League by losing to teams like Manchester United and Chelsea. You lose, you know, when you lose, you know, we drew to we drew with Hull 3-3. We lost to Swansea 5-4. You know, those are the games that you need to pick up the points from and those are the games that will get you relegated if you don't get the wins or get the points out of. Um, is it right to sack him after the Chelsea game? I, I guess timing-wise, it could have been better because you know we he, he you know he left on the Thursday before Christmas um not saying he should have been sat before Christmas but I think that you know there's probably a time and a place but I think all the all the pieces of the puzzle kind of fell into place you know there's clearly been contact with Sam Allardyce Pardew must have been aware of that and it's kind of gone through as a smooth transition as as much as these things can be um and I I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Sam can do with Palace really I mean there's been a lot of negative comments about him I think the dream appointment would have been somebody like Roberto Mancini alongside um, an assistant in Lombardo who obviously has roots at Palace you know very fondly remember when he played for Palace so that would have been the dream appointment but even perhaps could that have been a gamble maybe it could have been Sam Allardyce has a proven track record at this end of the Premier League and very recently as well when you look at Sunderland so I think it's probably right for us at, at the moment. Yeah, and you mentioned how far you are down. You're 17th in the league right now. I don't think a lot of neutrals are aware that it was going this poorly. Was having your backs up against relegation really the feeling around Palace, or was there still a feeling that it could have been turned around? Um, I think Pardew had lost a lot of the fan base, to be honest. There were plenty still clinging on thinking that he could turn it around. I mean, I mentioned those two performances against Chelsea and Manchester United. There were some atrocious decisions in that United game, to be fair. And sometimes, we've said it before, managers, you, you know, some decisions go against you and it kind of compounds matters a little bit. But, you know, the referee was atrocious that night and he made some decisions, uh, you know, for United as well, um, which were pretty poor. The Chelsea game, again, you know, we conceded goals in both those two games at the wrong time, you know, right before half-time in both those games and the United game right at the end of the game for the second. So there, there's obviously something happening or something that's not quite right, whether it's just the level of concentration not working or even before that, games before that, there were silly mistakes. So I would say after the, after the second half of last season, Pardew had to do had to get a good start this season to kind of banish some of that um, negative feeling towards him. Even though we got to the cup final, the second half of 2016 was atrocious in the in the Premier League. It really was. After And that first half of the season saved us, really, because, yeah, we got to the end of the season. I think it was the third game from the end. We got we won at home to Norwich. We couldn't find a win from anywhere. We got that win, um, and that effectively um, you know, sealed another um, season in the Premier League, however surprising that may have been after how we started the season. So, it sounds ridiculous, but from that first game of this season, Pardew was under pressure. You know, we, we we lost that first game, then we lost the second, they lost the open, you know the opening two games, and straight away Pardew's feeling the pressure. Then you know, a bit of a reaction after that uh, to go on, you know, a five. I think it was a five-game um, unbeaten streak, and then back to that terrible run of form that seems to follow Pardew to every club. It, it's something you just can't seem to get out of, which is very peculiar. Um, I think a lot of fans, I would say, uh, from the start of the season, have been quite negative and, and have wanted him to go. And, and that's got more voices for us as, as the weeks have passed, unfortunately. 
Yeah, well, we can bury all of that in the past because that's uh, what it is. Now we can look forward to the future. Obviously, the squad does need some depth in January. Any idea towards the positions or targets he may have now that Allardyce is in charge? Yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to know what Allardyce's views are initially. I mean, from our perspective, the fullback position, as I've said before many times, that both left-back and right-back are areas which need some kind of overhaul. Also, at the moment, we've got James Tompkins out, which leaves us very short at centre-back. We experienced a period of about four weeks, which was about five games without Scott Dan, which, uh, while we got some results in that time, um, wasn't that great to be losing our best defender. Uh, and also up front, Benteke can't do it all on his own. But I think Benteke is one of the points that Allardyce will think, actually, we can use him a lot more than we do. Uh, and I think that's exactly the point. Use him to his strengths, which we haven't always done. He scored the goals for us. He's, he's, he's kind of been that player that we kind of hoped he would, but not quite as much as, is that, if that makes sense. Um, we respect a little bit more from him, but he has got the goals. So he, he, he can score the goals. He just needs that uh, that support and that, uh, you know, with wing players like Zaha and uh, Townsend, you know, I think the focus is going to be getting the ball onto his head um, and, and let Benteke do the rest. So he does need support. I think I mentioned before Lloyd Remy's at the club. <laughs> People seem to forget Lloyd Remy. <laughs> he signed um, on loan, the season on loan from Chelsea in the summer. Hasn't made his debut yet for Palace. Hopefully he will. Hopefully he will be a real help to Nteke. I think he will. I think he'll be, well, he is a new signing, but he will be like a new signing for Allardyce, hopefully, uh, if he gets himself fit for the new year and can really help. He's a good goal scorer. He's a good player. He should be able to help Benteke. He's He is quality. So um, it's unfortunate that Parch hasn't been able to call on him, um, you know, obviously before now. So... I think Allardyce will be licking his lips at this squad, actually. You know, looking at the quality that is there uh, and the potential for it. I, you know, may, maybe I'm blinkered, but I, I don't believe we are a team that should be in 17th. We haven't lived up to expectations. We, should, we are better than this. Um, and I, with Sam Allardyce in charge to sort some of the players out and get things back on track and get us defending properly, then it might be at the expense of some of the attacking play, which, you know, was good fun under Pardew, but obviously not so much good fun when you're losing, um, that, you know, we can hopefully push up the table. Yeah, I think as soon as you signed him, everybody's immediate assumption was, well, now Crystal Palace are safe. Uh, for you, as a Palace fan, where do you think you'll finish the season now? Um, that's a good point. I, I mean... Allardyce has the experience. Whether he will hit the ground running, I, I just think he's got a squad of players that he can call upon and he can rally them. You know, we've got players in, in the squad. Players like MacArthur and Dudley will love having a manager like Allardyce in charge because I think they will thrive under him. And, you know, MacArthur has been brilliant already this season anyway, so no doubt about that. Um, you know, bat, those kind of battling players, there is a question about how how some of the flair players will react. But, you know, he, he's managed flair players before. You know, he was, the FA saw something in him to be England manager, which I, I kind of half agree with because I thought he would get the England players playing for the shirt, which hasn't happened for years. So I'm hopeful that he can G out the players, sort them out, sort out the ones that perhaps weren't playing for Pardew and um, get things sorted. We weren't that far away under Pardew, which is a disappointing thing. Um, so I don't think Big Sam has a bigger job as some people are making out that he has a couple of um tweaks here and there a couple of additions in january and i think we'll be pushing i i think we'll be pushing 12th 13th place at least this season 
Fair enough, and I really wish I had said this in the middle so that we could end it on that upbeat note. But obviously he was <laughs> sacked uh, from the England job for a reason. Do you have any concern about that with him coming to the club, even if you aren't concerned about him doing it again, just that kind of reputation now being linked with the club like Crystal Palace? I think he was foolish. He knows he was foolish, caught up in something which he shouldn't have been caught up in, let down by people that perhaps um, you know, should really know better. But at the end of the day, in his position, he should never have put himself in that, you know, there um, so soon after getting the England job, which, you know, it's a, you know, he said himself, it's the biggest job he's been given. Uh, the trust that was put in him, you know, in that job and the FA probably had no other option to do what they did. Um, that to me says he has something to prove. There is obviously that undercurrent there, that, which you kind of think, oh, do we want a manager like that at our club? Possibly not. I don't think everybody is happy with the decision. Um, for, for for purely football reasons, yes, I will have Sam Allardyce and I will back him at the club. But you have to question sometimes, you know, and managers before him have have managers been treated the right way for their misdemeanors in the past, and you know, been dealt with as they perhaps should be dealt with. Um, I don't think so. I think there's managers before him that have probably done similar, worse, uh, that haven't been dealt with and um you know you, you you could argue that um you know tony pulis has been just been through the courts you know with palace and and obviously there's a um you know palace uh won that court case and there's a question mark about tony pulis and not many people have questioned his job at west brom uh you know you can question their integrity but from a purely footballing perspective um i think he will do a job for us so um so yeah i there will always be an undercurrent. I think. I I think football um, is is that kind of industry now where um, people can be caught out, perhaps um, where they shouldn't be. But that is a real shame. But what can we do? He's been appointed at the club. Um, it's our time to back him now, and uh, we will certainly do that. Fair enough. Like I said, wish we ended on a higher note. That's uh, going out of order on my <laughs> part, so sorry about that. Uh, but we are out of time. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to spend with us here. Why don't you tell the folks where they can find you, and I'm sure plenty of news about this very same topic. Very much so, yeah. It's a pleasure to be back again. Um, just like to wish everyone listening a very merry Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas, if not, then have a great break over the next few days. You can catch me at the Eagles Beak on Twitter. It is at the Eagles Beak. Uh, the website is theeaglesbeak.com. We've got lots of reaction coming up over the next few days on the site. So uh, head on over, check it out. Um, more so probably after Christmas as we get into the first couple of games of Allardyce's reign. So head on over, check it out, leave your comments for us on Twitter, Facebook, and of course the site as well. So thanks very much for listening. Yep. And thanks for joining us. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.